Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Romance at a Glance. I'm Bridget, your host, and with me is actually not Shawnee. Today, I have a special co-host. It is my sister, Anne. Hi, Anne. Hello, Bridget. How are you? I'm super excited to be on this show. Okay, you guys. To know my past in romance novels, you must know my sister because we have read an excessive number. I read a lot of romance novels. My sister reads about 10 times as many as I do. Um, and <laughs> Maybe not as many anymore. For like a 10-year gap, though, you were reading a lot yeah. more than me. <laughs> well, and I'm three years older, so I had that start. <laughs> yeah. When we started the podcast, Anne sent me about 40 author recommendations or book recommendations. Like, well, when are you going to get to my recommendations? I was like, they have to fit into the seasons. I can't just willy-nilly choose books, okay? They have to be part of a theme. Um, no, but we actually did. I think, I feel like we chose a few already that you've suggested in season one. Because we did Tara Jansen, who we're going to be interviewing, and I am But I suggested out about after that. her. And I figured you were going to. You got to do the OG. I mean, come on. The OG. OG. You guys, we're interviewing her soon, and I am losing my goddamn mind. <laughs> when Bridget like, said I have me. my list of questions, and I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah, when Bridget said, oh my God, like she sent me an. We're. And our other sister are on like an Instagram group chat. And Bridget sent me a thing being like, look at this. It was a screenshot. And I flipped out because mm-hmm. I think Tara Jansen was what made me fall in love with romance novels. I, I mean, so. I liked them before that for sure. Like, liked them. But I think I fell in love with that series. Yeah. I mean, we own all of them. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and well, I don't. There's a new one coming out, BT Dubs. No. Actually, I left them at home because Bianca was reading them. Oh, what? So they're actually at Dad's house, I think. Oh. Um, yeah, she just released on Instagram that she published a new one. And I was like, well, I have, I mean, you know, stab me in the heart. I'll just have to <laughs> just sacrifice and read it before like my interview with her hardship. so that I know what's going to happen, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> so we just interviewed someone else and uh, Sonali Dev and. Uh, Shawnee like fangirled with Bollywood with her and they like had this whole like 30 minute side conversation that I was just like sort of proctoring I wasn't even involved in and it was wonderful and I feel like that's gonna be this interview Shawnee's just gonna be there to like normally I'm the one who like keeps us on track uh, mostly and this time I feel like Shawnee's gonna be like okay let's move on to another question <laughs> and I'm gonna be like wait okay let's talk about the scene on the muscle car where it was vibrating oh my and, like, gosh did you do that in real life tell me about how the heat would work yeah like, I know because logistics. really if you're going through the middle of the desert and it's already a hot engine that would be real hot on Reagan's ass Oh my god, it would be burning her. So, but it's okay. <laughs> Although it was supposedly evening. It was so, evening. You know, they were in the shade. It's maybe. fine. It's maybe. We're suspending this I mean, It's fine. It's still like... It's still so hot. So hot. Love it's it. the reason, you know, it's strangely enough, once I, like, I read that book and I was like, I need to start getting matching underwear and bra, like, sets. Because oh, yeah, she is of that one Andy's. scene. Well, because she's like super conservative in the outside and I'm not like flashy with the way I no, dress. But I was like, I want to feel damn good with, like, my lingerie yeah. without it being actual lingerie. And, yeah, that, was, read, that book you know was totally read, the reason I started doing Beautiful that. Bastard by Christina Lauren. I've read it. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, she, had, she has her power panty. Like, yes! Like, power underwear. That's what I was <laughs> yes. thinking of that. So I was like, she has her power, her matching power, La Perla. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not going that high class. Not yet. But I do love that I know. All you like, need to do is fall in love with a billionaire, obviously. I know, come on. No, but I, I do have my my one style that I get that I know that I can buy 
any of their things in oh nice yeah and I, I don't have that also I like just finished as you guys know having my babies and so I'm like so excited about throwing away all of my underwear and bras and like nursing bras and nursing tank top bras and all that stuff and just like I mean, some of it I'll be donating. The stuff that is not worn out. The underwear I will not be donating. That's weird. And <laughs> I'm really excited because I'm going to like probably hit Target, Obby, and just be like, oh, five for 20? Let me get at ya. Let me get 10. Let me get yeah, 15. Yeah, although I'm not I, getting I'd that. be interested because supposedly Target has better like bras now. But they do. They have more sizes. I mean, I, I, I'm my a big boobs fan. would have to settle yeah. uh, quite a few sizes down to fit in Target though. Even though they have double these. We'll see. They might yeah. go back to that, but at the moment, they're definitely not. Okay. That's all. I just finished breastfeeding this week, you guys, so I'm having a glass of pink wine with my sister while we record, and it's so exciting. Okay. Let's talk about what book we're going to read. That was a really long <laughs> intro, and I know you guys really care about me. So we are reading Heatstroke by Tessa Bailey, and it is book number two of the Beach Kingdom series. This is a male-male romance contemporary and it is a little trilogy about three brothers. They're all very quick. They're all like 200 Super pages, two, between awesome. 200 and 250 pages. You could read the whole thing in like seven hours. Yeah, if maybe you read as fast as Anne, so maybe like nine. <laughs> and it is, I mean, okay, I'm not gonna tell you. You guys just have to listen. Let's get into it. You ready to get into it, Anne? You ready yeah. to get it popping? Let's do this. Romance at a glance me. Romance at a glance. Uh-huh. Romance. At a glance. What'd you say Romance. At a glance. Go ahead, girl. Okay, everyone. And first, let's talk about the cover art. Okay. What did you think when you saw it? So, this is interesting because I tend to read on the Kindle app mm. right now, especially when I can't get things from the library, yeah. um, which is now. Um, so, the because this is part, you can only get the book as part of the Beach Kingdom Trilogy, trilogy on, on Kindle. That's on right. Kindle. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, you know, a woman facing, she's on a boardwalk or a pier facing the ocean. So it seemed super summer reedy, which I which was perfect. totally down for that. So, um, yeah, no, I thought, I thought it was like one of those, you know, it looked like it was just like a light, quick summer read. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely was that. It was definitely hotter. <laughs> First of all, this is a male, <laughs> male you, oh, on male, oh, right? And did it's I a not female. tell you that? No, I knew that. Oh, okay. I was um, like, I thought I, no, not but that I just you care, but this, I mean. This specific book right, right, right. is a male on male, but right. because the Beach Kingdom series is just a girl right. on a pier, okay. it doesn't really tell you that, right? Gotcha. So I looked it up because this was, so by the way, guys, Bridget has this like really cute questionnaire so that they make sure they cover certain things. So she sent me it and I had to fill it out so that I knew what I was talking about. But because of this question... You Googled it. I Googled, the, it. and I was like, super liked the actual physical book. Yes. You know, it was a guy laying in the sand, staring at you with broody eyes. Oh, yes. It was, Jaw clenched. Oh, yeah. Mm. It was. I was like, get into yes. my belly. I, I want <laughs> you now. I, I kind of wished he was in, like, you, like, it was like a lifeguard chair, almost. You know, I could have seen that. Or like know, he, I don't remember if he was in lifeguard shorts. Can you see his shorts? No, you can't anything? see anything. You can only see, no, you like just his, see his upper torso. You see his lats popping, yeah. that oh, jaw yeah. clench. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, I, I mean, have, he's in the ocean. There's water swirling around him. There is. That's so. true. But I just kind of, I was like, I mean, he could have had like a whistle. Life. He could have had like the lifeguard oh, floaty or something. Yeah. I don't care. I was for it. Yeah. I, I saw t- it and I was like, Shawnee, we should read this book. It looks great. <laughs> yeah. So either way, I I, th- I thought both were appropriate, right? Like the first one for the trilogy told me, hey, light summer fun reads. Mm-hmm. Totally was that. As long as you like a little spice with your light summer. You guys. <laughs> This book was so hot, okay? When I tell you that Shawnee is devastated that this was the book that she happened to miss this season, I cannot tell you how many text messages of pages I sent to her. Because normally we're not allowed to talk before these reviews, but because Anne was going to be my co-host, I was like, oh, I just can't talk to Anne about it. I can talk to Shawnee about it. So I've been texting her all the smuttiest pages of the book, and there are a lot. And she's been, girl, <laughs> she's so excited. She's so excited. And the reason that she did not take part in this one is because there was no audiobook. And as you guys remember with Pink Slip, she just really does not like to read physical books anymore. So since my sister has been staying with us for a month during COVID, it was the perfect time for her to co-host, exactly. which is exciting. Plus, I just kind of feel like since I got Bridget started on romance, I just deserved to be a co-host at one point. I fully support it. <laughs> I fully, I, I think that that is a hundred percent a thing, obviously, <laughs> since you're on the podcast. Okay. So you guys, if you haven't read this book, let me just give you the quick dirty deeds. Okay. So Jamie is one of the brothers. He's the middle brother. And this is the middle book. I like how they did that there. And he is gay and he's been out since he was an early teenager. Marcus Diesel is his nickname. Oh, is like a huge CrossFit big six foot four dude. And for the last three summers, he's been coming and lifeguarding at the beach where Jamie and his brothers lifeguard and like run the lifeguarding program. They also own a bar and he is now the bouncer at the bar and he like cannot stay away from Jamie. Jamie's like, leave me alone. He's like, can I have the chair next to you? Do you want a juice? I made you a juice. Do you want, like, he's always near him. And one of my favorite things about this book was how you're in Marcus's mind And at the beginning of the book, he's like, I just don't get why I can't stay away from him. Like, he doesn't want me here. Like, I just, you know, I just have to get closer so I can figure it out. (laughs) Like, he's so earnest and wonderful. I loved his, I love him. so earnest. I love him so much. Because he just kept being like, but Jamie, you're the best person I know. Like, Jamie, like, everybody should want to be, like, of course we want to protect you. We don't want to be without you. Oh, my God. He was so wonderful. I feel like this story could have been handled so poorly Mm -hmm. because Marcus is in the closet, doesn't even realize at the beginning of the book that he is gay. He just knows that he can't stay away from Jamie. As the book continues on, Jamie basically, like, is like, hey, like, you realize, like, why you can't stay away from me. And then they have a few, like, encounters, like, on the train. Oh, my gosh, the train. like, the train gets really packed, and they're on the way home, and they're just, like— breathe in everyone can feel each other's erections and then they get close they start the train's kind of jostling and they're rubbing and then marcus and grabs him and pulls him yeah close. marcus like grabs his pants and pulls him so their penises are rubbing and then at the end jamie like bites his jaw and is like you can't deny that you did this on purpose and i was like uh it's gonna go down it's gonna go down <laughs> i was thrilled I was thrilled. Like, it was handled with such such delicacy. Jamie was concerned about dating someone in the closet because of a past trauma, but also just in general. He's out. He doesn't want to hide his relationship. 
And Marcus was really like working his hardest to be worthy of Jamie the whole book, which I liked. Yeah. What was your favorite part of the book? Uh, so, well, you already mentioned the train. Oh my God. That for, I was, I was, <laughs> I was like. Can I, I take w- a quick note? You guys, <laughs> Anne was like being really good and like going to bed on time. She's actually working during COVID. Whereas I'm just like parenting, doing this podcast. And so like, I wait, I can't sleep and I wake up at 5.30. But I could rest during the day, I guess. But she's been working all day during the day. So she's been really good about going to bed on time. And then one morning I wake up and I was like, oh, have you started the book? She's like, I stayed out till 1.30 and finished it last night. <laughs> and then, of course, started my it, niece. Stop it. Yeah. And then, of course, my niece, like, comes bar- barging in and, like, jumps on my bed and is like, get up, man. And I was like, oh, my God, I went to bed so late. It was like 7. Um, I made her wait. I normally get more than five hours of hours of sleep. I do too. Um, so yeah, so favorite parts. Okay, so that training and just okay. <sighs> so <laughs> I, I was not a hundred percent on the first couple chapters. Okay. Right? Like I liked them. I was in some of it. I you know the first couple chapters there's a lot of in mental dialogue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and that's not always my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. But I liked how quick she kept things moving. Mm-hmm. So that, but that train scene, I was, I was sold from that moment on. I was so like. So they go, so Marcus makes him a bet. And yeah. if he loses the bet, then he has to go somewhere with him. Their Undis- bet is hilarious. Their and, bet is yeah. like, okay, they're both working at a bar and their bet is how many people they can get to sit to play on the jukebox two different songs. And one is Jeff Buckley's Hallelujah, which, guys, bar summer. Why is that being played at, like, this drunken bar? The other one is Hit, Hit Me Baby, Baby One, one More Time by Bernie Tears. It's like, so obviously, and, like, Jamie doesn't know what the bet is when he says his song. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Great. So, yeah, so they're going to go to a monster truck rally. Yeah, and he's like, if you like it. If you enjoy if it. If you enjoy it. And you can't, no, like, well. No, no, no. no. So the bet is the bet was, he has to go on the right. date. So he went on the date. Not a date. Which they're not calling a date. It's just oh a dude god. hangout. Oh, my um, god. I love, I had that as one of my quotes. This is what Marcus <laughs> says in his mind when he's on his way to pick up Jamie. He's like, he had a date. I mean, a, a casual low-key bro hangout that was completely not a big deal. Fine. He didn't normally jerk himself off twice so he could stay mellow before seeing his friends. <laughs> I just love that he was, like, slowly, like, okay. Okay, fine. That's not normal behavior to be with your friend. Okay, fine. I don't think of him as a friend. Okay, fine. I I frequently jerk off thinking about his mouth. <laughs> like, it's so great. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so no, the tra- oh man, the, I was so for it. The only so, and I get it, right? It actually worked really well with Jamie's past, mm-hmm. right? Because Jamie's trying to protect his own heart. For sure. Because I actually felt like his comment at the end of it to Marcus was like super stab him in the heart, right? He wasn't, like, playfully being, like, try no, oh to... Oh, no, he was confronting. He was, sure. like, yeah, try to try to pretend, like, you didn't want this, that this wasn't intentional, that this... But, like, in kind of a, like, in... So there were a couple moments where I was like, Jamie, you're being a jerk. But then I was like, okay, Jamie, you have a past with guys in the closet. Yeah, so his past is that when he was 20 years old, he was dating... He, he didn't even date him aggressively, but he went on a date with this guy. Who was pursuing him, he, yeah. And then he was out lifeguarding, and it was, like, nighttime. And the guy and a bunch of his friends were drunk, and they, like, beat him up and almost drowned him in the ocean. They kept, like, 
pushing him under the water. And mm-hmm. the guy was like, oh, yeah. And he, like, was totally hitting on me. You know, all that homophobic shit. And his little brother came and put the guy in a coma because he, like, wouldn't stop punching him to protect his brother. And then went to jail. And then went to jail for 18 months when he was 18 years old. And so Jamie has a lot of guilt about, like, what he sees as ruining his little brother's life. Mm-hmm. And also, like, he's like, I should, I was too naive. Like, I should have known better. And now the situation with Marcus, he says to, like, everyone in his life, Marcus would never do that. He would never hurt me. Mm-hmm. He would, like, he would always take care of me. But at the same time, he's still worried about having his own heart broken and, and um, well, and he's like also just hide, worried about what, what would hiding, happen. What hiding if, does to him. Yeah. He's super worried that maybe Marcus wouldn't do it, but maybe somebody else would. Right. So, um, yeah, I, no, he was 100% confronting. Oh, totally. He was 100% like, yeah, Marcus, why don't you try and play this off? Like, yeah. fuck you. Like, you yeah. wanted this. You want me. Like, yeah. you need to figure your shit out. Yeah. Because, and I, honestly, I think that was fair. Because the next scene, Marcus says, like, like, I was, I'm a, he, that, so, Basically, what happens is then Marcus avoids him because Marcus realizes, like, that is unfair because I'm not willing to, like, walk in the daylight with him. So that is not fair. So he, like, stops talking to Jamie and tries to stay away from him. And Jamie's like, why are you avoiding me? And he's like, because I realize it's not fair. Like, I I don't want to hurt you and it's going to hurt you. Like, I I can't go fat. Like, I can't tell my dad and my brother who are, like, blue-collar workers right now. Because I don't know how they're going to react. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to hurt your feelings. Of course, circumstances lead them together. Oh, my gosh. So, leads me to, so, my one of my second favorite parts was their first real sexual encounter. Mm-hmm. Where, like, their teacher student. So, so Jamie, during the, the school year, is an oh, economics. Like, okay. No, it's in chapter seven. It's the, the okay, literally okay. like two, so, the next day. Okay, so Mark, five days Marcus later. accidentally takes Andrew's keys so they can't lock the bar. And Jamie's like, and Andrew's the oldest brother. And Andrew's the oldest. Jamie's brother. like, I'll get him. It's four a.m. And I was like, Oh, Jamie. Oh, Jamie. You know what's gonna happen? <laughs> you don't go to somebody. Nothing good ever happens after two a.m. except for hot hotness. Okay, go. So, needless to say, he goes over. It's four a.m. Marcus had like stopped working earlier, taking the older brother's keys. He's trying to get the keys back. And <laughs> of course, Marcus is, oh my God, I just, he just makes my heart so happy. I <laughs> love him. So I have a huge I think, smile on my I face. I think the whole in time real life, I wouldn't let myself get to know him because I would think he was too big of a bro. Cause he's so like, bruh. <laughs> yeah. No, he is. But, he has a very like, outwardly, you know, yeah. making crude jokes. Well, and, and like, you know, New Jersey boardwalk. Yeah. And he's CrossFit. Can I just and- say that about the enormous thing? I do not like when authors aren't consistent with size of a character. And not that an inch isn't very different, but there's, he's six foot four in his own head, but everyone else is like, he's six foot five. And, or like, or the, and in different books, he's different heights. And I'm just like, he just, can you just be consistent? I didn't even notice. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm weird. So, um, and not that there's a big difference. He's just giant. Smile. I He's thought you were going to talk about his, his I, penis. I, I am. <laughs> I am. Hold on. So, so, no, but I just love him. He, I mean, guys, he like at one point is like, I don't know, are like cock cages a thing? This is like after he, or are we still going through a synopsis? 
Should I skip ahead to this? Skip, you do whatever you okay, want, though. Girl. This is romance at a Perfect. glance. We don't. So, I do not remember the episode where I started it off with Zex gets kidnapped, and that's the last line of the book, the 550-page book. And I was like, what happened? <laughs> oh, my God. And we can do whatever we want. Okay, this is our podcast. Good, 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 good. So I just like his character. So once he comes out of the closet, or at, so he's come out of the closet to Jamie mm-hmm. at some point. He's mm-hmm. admitted he's gay. Mm-hmm. And... And so he starts just like, well, now that I've admitted it, he starts like researching things. Mm-hmm. And he thinks to himself, I can't always have a boner around Jamie. Every time I'm out, I just get one. So he's like, like tries to look up like how to stop it and yeah. cock cages come out. Yeah. And so he buys himself one. Yeah. And I just find that hilarious. Okay. So he's just so earnest and so wonderful. Yeah. So anyway, so the um, one, so I love one of the things that they say um, during that scene. Mm-hmm. Jamie um, thinks this, and he says, because it was Marcus and they were exploring something honest, and when they were alone, the world was narrowed down just to the two of them, and the two of them together was everything right. Mm-hmm. And I just felt, you know, especially, you know, I've been listening to your podcasts, and you and Shawnee talk all about, like, you know, don't, what is it, don't yuck somebody's yum. yeah. But I felt like it was a perfect way of saying that. Like, they were being honest to each other. They were, like, not doing anything else. And, like, however they needed to explore and whatever they needed to do mm-hmm. was what they needed to do. And I just thought that was so beautiful. And mm-hmm. people could learn so much from that. I think that that's lovely. Here's the line that I picked from that scene. It was Jamie talking to Marcus and saying, you've been hiding in this apartment hoping I'd come and fuck this mouth, haven't you? And Marcus is like, uh-huh, uh-huh, I have, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, because Jamie, Jamie walks into the him. and Marcus in this book is, is so on point. Unbelievable. So good. So good. And it's like halfway dirty and halfway like the most romantic. Exactly. It's like dirty and romantic at the same time, which is like the best. It's, it's catnip. It's, it's so catnip. good. So yeah, so the, Jamie walks in on Marcus, like, watching porn. And he's trying to watch, I guess it's a menage. It's like two girls and one guy. Two but, guys and one girl. Oh, is it two guys and one girl? Yeah, because he's okay. always like, did I ever like the girl or did I only he's watch like, the He's like, he only watches it for the endings. <laughs> and so Jamie's like, goes into it. And then Jamie realizes that. And Marcus is, like, super excited when Jamie's, like, are you a bat? Oh, my God. When he goes into the role-playing, the teacher stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, so Marcus says that he's wondering, you know, have you ever had any right. fantasies about your students? He's all, like, hesitant. He's like, no, and that's Jamie's gross. like, ew, they're teenagers. Gross. And he's like, what if I was a college student? And Jamie's like, I will pick Jamie up what you are putting like, down. Oh. He's like, <laughs> did you want me to boss you around? And Marcus is like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my God. And Jamie just, so like, good. embraces it. I, you know what I love is that, like, at one point in that scene, they're kissing, and Marcus realizes that he's kissing him, like, sort of technically. Mm-hmm. And he's like, don't kiss me like you kiss other people. Like, mm-hmm. kiss me. Yeah. And he's like, and, like, J- Jamie goes to lunch with their next-door neighbor and childhood friend, Gia, and... He tells her the story, and he's like, I think I scared him off. And, like, he's right because, like, I was in the wrong. And she's like, well, what happened? He's like, well, I kind of went intermediate at him, and he's a beginner. (laughs) She was like, gaming talk. Oh, I totally get that. Interesting. (laughs) Um, And it's true. Like, he did, but obviously Marcus was loving it. Down for it. I really liked how they didn't do everything at once. Yes. So, like, the first time they hook up, 
Marcus gives him a blowjob. Mm-hmm. The second time that they hook up, um, they have sex. Marcus, yeah, they have sex, but Marcus has sex with Jamie. Yes. Jamie's the bottom. Yes. Then they're secret dating for like a week or two. Yes. And having some versions of those where Jamie, oh no, before they have sex, Jamie gives him a blowjob and true. then they have sex. True, true, true. Um, I mean, in the same night, but, and then it's not until like oh, a, a couple weeks later that, or just like not that long, but That's like, ten, like a week. A it's week later. But I mean, like they've been having sex for a while yeah. when Marcus is like, okay, I'm ready for you to be the top. Mm-hmm. So I like that it wasn't like all of a sudden the first day Jamie's ever kissed a man. Yeah. He's like, you can fuck me in the ass and I'll fuck you in the ass and we could both give head. And we could yeah. like, when he gives a blowjob for the first time, like his brain, he's like, Explodes. holy shit. Like yesterday I had given no blowjobs. Today I have given a blowjob. Yeah. And I, I, even though the timeline is very short, I liked that at least there was some sort of progression. Not only because it's like more fun for us as readers to read the new fun, sexy yeah. times, but also, um, I liked that for their character. Yeah, I actually, um, it was interesting because then I was like trying to find, well, I'll talk later about my favorite review, but when I was trying to find my favorite review, I read someone that was like, where's the backstory of this and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, did you read the same story as I read? Because I felt like they, and I get it. There was plenty of backstory. I felt like there was plenty. plenty. I also felt like. They've known each other for three years. Yes. Jamie had some sort of trauma, you know, seven years ago. You find out what it is later. some of it's alluded to. Marcus has been figuring his shit out. Slowly over time, he hasn't been dating girls anymore. He hasn't been, like, having sex with so much that his friends and his dad and brother notice. Like, yeah. I think it, I thought there was plenty of backstory. I know. I thought they were very wrong. But I actually, what I liked was sometimes it does seem like, like you're talking about, like, it wasn't all of a sudden in once. I, it drives me bonkers in stories when it's, like, a girl who's, like, a virgin. A virgin is getting anal on her first night that she's having sex. And I'm just like, okay, I get that this is like something. It happens. It sometimes, does. But I, I don't think it's great for, for her. I would probably argue the same. So. I feel like even just the sense, like not even like it's painful. Because if, if he's doing a good job prepping and whatnot, it, sh- it doesn't need to be painful for anal. For obviously if your hymen's breaking, that shit, it just depends on your genetics. Like, yeah. It doesn't feel great. But. It doesn't have to be painful. However, it is very intrusive and mentally, physically. Like yeah. you're there's so your fucking hormones are just like yeah. what your emotions are like, yeah. do I like this? Do I not? And like if you've never had sex before, you're like, is this degrading? Is this yeah. not degrading? Is this fun? Is this not fun? Am I enjoy like yeah. like uh, yeah, I agree with you. So it always drives me bonkers with that. But I felt like, and that's also because like they've always met like that day. Yeah. You know, like in, in all of those stories, that's mm-hmm. where <laughs> yeah. it's like we met and now yeah. we're all of a sudden going to be together forever. Yeah. So what I loved about this is that. Which only works, as you guys know, in paranormal romance. Yes. When you, yeah. <laughs> where we can forgive all manner of sins. Yes, because you've made it and yeah. now things are going to work. You're the other half of my soul. We, yes. we have to do yes. this. This is we have to. It's a half You to. can't control yes. Um. And even then, the really good ones rarely ever do that, right? Like, yeah. so anyway, um, the ba 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 ba. Um, I shouldn't distract my sister. It's, <laughs> it's cruel and unusual punishment, you guys. She really is trying hard to keep the thread of the story in her head organized. I'm very proud I can't of her. Do it. <laughs> do when it. she described, if she was describing this book without me here, you guys by the end would be like, I don't know what the book's about. I just know she was excited know, about it. She was excited. <laughs> She gave it five stars, but we don't know what it's about. Uh, or at least we know we know some scenes, but we don't know what order they happen in. <laughs> yeah. So, I can't remember what were we talking about. 
Um, you were talking about you don't like the fact that. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, I, I really like that even though this story takes place over, like, two weeks' time. Right. Um, maybe three. It's probably three with all the, like, couple days mm-hmm. that they didn't weren't together. But um, it's also three years of buildup, right. right? Like, they both talk about how they've wanted each other for years. And they've been in close. And-, and it's, like, the middle of the summer. So they've been working all day and all night together for the whole, like, yeah, whatever, me. six weeks or eight weeks yeah. that we are into the summer. Exactly. And so... So not only is it like three years of summers where they get to know, you know, they've gotten to know each other the years, but yeah. So it, it and they talk about that. I think there, there's a one comment and, you know, when they're together, because I think one of them says like, I love you. And I know it's quick and, and, or it's only been a couple weeks. And he goes, it hasn't, it, you know, it's, it's yeah. been way longer than yeah. that. It's been you know? three years. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. So I actually felt like it was super appropriate the way that their relation progresses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was totally on board. But those are two of my favorite scenes. I also, I did love the scene where um, Jamie is at dinner with her friend, or his friend Jaya, or Gia, Jaya. It's J-I-Y-A. J-I-Y-A. J-I-Y-A, she's Indian. Yes, Gia, Jaya. I said Gia in my mind, but I don't actually know know that. I don't know. If you're Indian or know people who are Indian and know how to pronounce things, please let us know. Yeah. Instagram. By the way, so like her as a character. Love her. I was so thrilled to be reading the next book after. I was like, oh, I'm down for this. Yeah. And I have been like, I'm like halfway through the book and I've not sold an Andrew yet. I like their he relationship together. I bet he gets better when he stops he being better. a dumbass. That's like, pretty much how it always happens. I mean, I liked him. The, <laughs> did you read the first book yet? Yes. Okay. I'm not. I was okay. I think this was the strongest. I think the book we read is the strongest Good. of the three. Kay. By far. I'm okay with that. Yeah. And the first I, book was fine. It was I just a quick first. read. Yeah, and, and I think that, like, if you read them all in a row, I think it actually it helped work. make all of them better in right. many ways. Right. But okay. I do think this is the best of the three. What are your favorite parts? Um... Okay, so many. So I love that Jamie tells Marcus that um, – because he's always getting boners. Yes. As Anne described, he's looking into cock cages and, like, trying to figure out what he's going to do because having a boner all the time is just not working. <laughs> when he tells him to go for a walk. Yeah, yeah. He's like, can you see my boner? He's like, yeah. He's like, go walk it off. Oh, okay. Um, but he says that his boner is the third member of our relationship, yes. which I thought was hysterical. Uh, there were so many good, like, lines Which is super funny. Yes. Um so at one point um, before they – so there's, like, a, a day window or a two-day window or something where Jamie says, like, look, I know we went to the intermediate level, but I really think what you need right now is me to be your friend. So mm-hmm. we're not going to have sex anymore or anything like that, but I will help you as you, like, figure out being gay. And, like, I think – Marcus asks him some funny questions with, like, do I have to change, like, who I am? And he's love- like, no, there is no, like, card for being gay. You don't I have to, like— I literally have that as one of my favorite lines. It oh, says, there's read no, it out. There's no club uniform. We don't prefer, perform random searches to make sure your sheets are clean and your shoes are in season. You can gay your own way, Marcus. Some people live louder than others, but that goes for straight people, too. Yeah, I thought that was wonderful. Um, and so Jamie takes Marcus to— Basically, like, hang out with this guy, Kurt, who he, they were going to go on a date. He's like, well, let's just all go together. He can bring some friends. And you can just meet some other gay people and just, like, see what it's about. See that we're all normal. And Kurt, though, 
had been interested in Jamie. And at one point during this, like, hangout, Kurt puts his hand on Jamie's knee, and Marcus, like, can't take it. And he leaves. And Jamie feels horrible and, like, rushes after him but can't catch him. And it turns out that Marcus is, like, drinking a bottle of whiskey on Jamie's front porch. Jamie, meanwhile, has been, like, searching around trying to find him at his apartment and gets home. And he's like, okay, I'm going to go now because you're home safe. And he's like, did he kiss you? Wait, don't tell me. But you have to tell me. And Jamie's like, you can't keep doing this. And he's like, but no, he didn't kiss me. And then Jamie's like, well, are you coming inside? And he's like, huh? Me? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All his responses to it are so good. Um, And that's when they go to Pound Town for the first time. That's like when I love that. um, I love Jamie's comment to Marcus when Marcus is like, well, you know, I know that they all think I'm an idiot. And Jamie's like, well, who says you're an idiot? He's like, you've called me an idiot. And Jamie's like, he's like, well, I didn't mean it. I think that you think you you're, you, you have think a very simply uncomplicated yes view of an uncomplicated um, yes exactly but sometimes it's better yeah and I thought that that was like a really ah uh, because it's true Marcus is all the time being like does that word mean this yeah he's like you talk real nice yeah fuck <laughs> <laughs> you I um, speaking of pound down like that scene where they have sex for the first time was so hot. So, like, Jamie starts it off by giving Marcus a blowjob. And Marcus is like, you don't have to do this. He's like, no, I want you to know you're the only man's hands I wanted on me tonight. And Marcus is, like, seeing stars. And he's like, I want to have sex with you. Like, show me how to do it. And he's like, you just, like, gives him some lube. And he's like, just do what feels right to you. And, like, the dirty talk, you guys, let me just read you a quick passage from that scene. Marcus is worried that he's going to bust too soon. And Jamie says, no, you won't. You want to come inside me so bad, don't you, Marcus? He touched his tongue to Marcus's once, twice. I feel the way you're trying to stretch me. You're dying to slide in another finger and see how deep I'll be able to take your 10-inch dick. Jamie let go of his own shaft and stroked only Marcus's length. Fast, fast, fast. Why don't you fuck me and find out? And I was like, this yes. man's got game. He's got the game. Oh, Can I say my oh. favorite line? Please of do. Because Mar- of Jamie's do. game. Yes. So... Jamie, well, Jamie just cracks me up. Like, I love his, like, <laughs> the scene where Marcus gets so surprised by Jamie that he hits his head against the wall. Oh, and Jamie yeah. goes, are we just going to pretend you didn't just concuss yourself? Yeah. Oh, my God. So Marcus, meanwhile, even though he's been this, you know, CrossFit dude, which, by the way, the CrossFit dudes I know do not spend hours upon hours in the gym because CrossFit is designed to not spend that long in the gym. But whatever. So... Um, I do know CrossFit people who do like two a days, though. Oh, do they? And a bunch of the times he was in the gym, it's because he has so much sexual frustration. That's he's true. Just like, he's just trying to get he's it He's like out. doing like, everyone's like, dang, man, get after it. And he's just like, I got to do another thousand push-ups because <laughs> I got to see Jamie later. I got to keep my <laughs> shit together. <laughs> exactly. So, but meanwhile, he's he has this idea to open a juice shop mm-hmm. across the street. And so he keeps making, like when Bridget made that comment of like he brings it, <laughs> Jamie juice, he's literally like trying to figure out recipes and keeps using Jamie to be like, do you like this one? What about this one? Yeah. Do you like this one? I so made anyway, you a juice. I made you a juice. Because <laughs> he makes it's it. So yes, cute. he's so cute. So anyway, so he's showing the, Jamie the juice shop after they've uh, Jamie helped him sign the lease. And Marcus scoffed, you're not loud or inappropriate. Sex smoked in his eyes. And Jamie responds, I am under the right circumstances. Mm -hmm. And I loved that line. That juice scene. So (sighs) then Marcus 
like stabs the daggers in the fields and he's like, well, I want you to know how to make all the juices in case you want to be here sometimes. And I was like, <laughs> and, he, and he gives him his key because yeah. he's like, well, I don't feel like it's my place. I feel like it's our place. I and I was it's like, it's too much. It would kill me. And I, uh, then they start making juices and he's already like unbuttoned Jamie's pants at some point because I'll be, he had to. And he starts like, well, let me just do a taste test. And Jamie's like, you probably tasted these a lot. And he's like, not this way. And he starts like drizzling it on his stomach and then on his cock. And then his brother knocks on the door, ruins the whole thing. Jamie sneaks out the back. Because he's still in the closet. Oh my God, it was so sad. I felt so sad and for Marcus them both. And Marcus felt heartbroken. I felt so sad for them both. I know. I mean, I've never had to like sneak around, so I don't really understand what that would be like. But I, I mean, I like understand, but I've never felt what it would be. But yeah. I thought she did a really good job of making me feel horrible. Yes. Right? And horrible I, nobody feels good about it. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, but yeah, I loved that. I love that line of Jamie's because Jamie is like kind of buttoned up. He's like, you know, he's he's very intelligent. He they they talk about him being a genius. Mm-hmm. He He's like an economics professor at a prep school in Brooklyn, like fancy prep school. Yeah. He um could they talk about him being able to do like whatever he'd want, but he likes hanging out with the family business and right. um and he's so buttoned up and like appropriate. And so I just love that line because I feel like how many people that you know, you look at them and you're like, I bet you like to get down. I bet you a freak. Okay. How <laughs> much you did you love the scene? So Jamie fucks Marcus for the first time. Yes. And like he gets after it. Yeah. Like he like cannot hold oh, back. Yeah. He's like licking Marcus's spine and like yes. talking dirty to yes. him. And he's like spreading his legs wire oh, yeah. and like just getting cheeks far apart. So yeah. they both oh, and he's like ordering Marcus around. Because Marcus, yes. remember, likes that sort of like dom submissive relationship. So he's telling Marcus, like, you can't touch your cock. Like, you have mm-hmm. to just take this. Yep. Like, okay, you can do one stroke, but Ugh. if you do another stroke, I'm gonna stop. And like, there it's just it's great. So good. So they finish and they're both laying on the floor, like panting. And Marcus <laughs> is like, dang, Jamie, I thought you're gonna make me call you daddy. Like, you got after him. Good for you. And like high-fived him. And I thought that that was like the most beautiful because in all of my life, the best sexual partners I've had have been people like that where like as soon as it's like it could have been like intensity at a hundred or intensity at five. Maybe we're just having like a quick prone bone. I don't know. But like when if you can laugh with someone and like mm-hmm. just like both be so happy about being together, mm-hmm. like that I was like, that's too much. Yeah. It's all the feels, it's all the sexy times. It was it's so all good. The it was such a perfect oh, ending to that. Like I loved it. I like <laughs> Like that he holds his hand up for a high five yeah. and Jamie's like slowly yeah. gives him the high five and then they just burst into laughter. Yeah. And they like they're like, Yeah, we're just laying laughing on the floor with our cocks out. I was just like, Oh I know. but what a good scene. I know. It's so, oh, good. so good. Okay, so the real clinch comes because after that night, um, they fall asleep on the couch watching uh some sort of show, and the next morning Jamie wakes up like in a panic because he realizes that they overslept. And because they've been like sort of sneaking out in the mornings. And so Jamie's about to sneak out when his uh, Marcus's brother, Joey, uses his key and walks into the apartment and sees him. And Marcus is still asleep. And so Jamie's like trying to deescalate and he's like mouthing, like, can we talk about this outside? Like, and Joey's like, what the fuck? So they go outside and, and Jamie's like, I mean, so much cooler than I feel like it would like, I feel like it would be so hard to be. But he's like, hi, like, I'm a friend of Marcus's. Like, I know this is a hard thing to find out. But, you know, like, 
like basically trying to like, we don't want to like, I don't want to shout about our business in the hallway. Like, let's go out to the street. Like just trying to be so calm. And Joey is like freaking out because A, he didn't know his brother was gay. But also now he realizes that his brother's been hiding this. Yeah. And he realizes that like the weirdness he's been asking his brother about for a long time is because of this. And his brother didn't want to tell him. And he caught like a man coming out, like feeling all the motions, reacts horribly Socks him in the ends eye. Up punching, or break, ends up nose. punching Jamie. And Jamie's brother, Rory, had come to pick him up, thankfully, with his other brother, Andrew, because Rory's the one who went to jail, with his other brother, Andrew, and both the other girls. And they all get out of the car, and Rory's about to, like, attack, and Olive, like, calms him right down. And, and it's like, Olive come, is come back Rory's to me. Olive girl. is Rory's girl. And she's like, come back to me. Like, I know you can control your temper, like, because Rory's you know, the one who put someone in a coma, like he's a very big hothead. And then Andrew, Andrew ends up being the one to punch Joey because he's like, well, it, my brother's got it out of his system. He'll be normal again. He like decks him, him onto the floor and he's like, Come on, say my brother's not normal one more time, why don't you? And um, and then Marcus comes out, sees Jamie's bleeding, realizes his brother did it and is like horrified and he's like, I used him all up. Like, you, like, I did this. And he feels horrible. And he's like, Jamie, let me clean you up. Like, it kills me. And Jamie's like, I can't do this. I have to go. Mm-hmm. And his family, like, scoops him up and takes him away. Yeah. And it was so sad. It was, it was so the saddest sad. of the sad. The only reason I got through it is because I knew there would be a happy yes. ever after. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, so it's interesting, right? Like, I think – um, one, when you said, like, I feel like he was he he was so calm about it. I feel like, unfortunately, we place – and this is, you know, with everything going on with Black Lives Matter and everything going on with just, like, gosh, the, the LGBTQ community winning, like, the Supreme Court mm-hmm. case and a, a whole bunch of different stuff. The mainstream culture, mm-hmm. right, puts the pressure – on other cultures to be appropriate, right? Mm. We get to be as angry as we want. We get to be as, guys, I'm white. And I, I mean, I think Bridget's mentioned she's white, but like, I'm very much like white middle-class American girl. Um, but I like, we get to be as angry as we want to. We get to, and we force the people who are other, quote unquote, like to control, to, their to the restrain their emotions and sure. be the logical ones and be the, like, the escalator. The, the deal escalators, right? Like, because we're allowed some, our rage because it's not dangerous, but yes. from other people, it's dangerous. Exactly. Or, because, yeah. And, and because we have, we come from a place of power, we can mm-hmm. be as angry as sure. we want to, sure. whereas they can't because they don't. So I feel like it was actually like a perfect example writing of example of that scene, right? Yeah. Like he knows how bad it can go. So he's just trying to like exactly. calm everything down. Yeah. I don't want to get into a fight. I, mm-hmm. I don't want something bad to happen. Yeah. I don't want Marcus to have this horrible coming out experience. Yeah. Um, and it did go horribly wrong. Yeah. Um, so after that, Marcus. And Joey felt really bad. Guys, by the way, like he. Right. Um, he did feel, he felt really bad. About hitting him. Immediately. They make some comment about it that he, he immediately says, I didn't mean to. Yeah, but hit him, I don't hit care you. Much about that. I know, I get it. I'm just saying he did. Yeah, even he, did. he reacted horribly. He, he did and react horribly. He realized that he reacted horribly. Yes, it was. It was not a. He went and talked a, to. It wasn't like a month later. It was. No. It was like that. That 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 day. day. So he Marcus basically like 
is shattered because he knows he can never be with Jamie. Crawls under his bed. Crawls under his bed and just lives there. This was like the the part that I didn't believe in the book, but okay. I feel like some people are melodramatic though. That's true. But Marcus didn't seem like the one to I mean, if he, yeah, because he was so in love with him. He thought he's never going to talk to him or touch him again. But crawling and living under your bed seems weird. It does seem weird. Well, he's watching Ghost over and over again, which I thought was really sad. Oh. Because they had talked about it earlier. They did. But one of my favorite parts about Marcus is that he sees ghosts. Like, he, like, is afraid of ghosts. Uh-huh. And he has sees a ghost tiger. I don't even remember that. Yes! It's, like, after the scene when his brother comes to get him and, like, make him eat or sends him the text message. And, like, uh-huh. he's, like, that's Jamie. I have to get up. And he's, like, hallucinating because he hasn't eaten or drinking anything for, like, four days. Uh-huh. And he's, like, there's a ghost tiger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember that. I must have been, like, skinning And he has them. to, like, eat. He has to, like, eat cereal. And then after he's eaten enough cereal and had some water, he's, like, okay, it's fading away. But there's another part where he takes out the bat when, like, Jamie's about to come and comes to oh, visit. Oh, yeah. And, and he he's thinks like, it's going to be a ghost. Help with a ghost. That's true. I forgot about that. He does I think just... it's going to be a ghost. And Jamie's, like, that wouldn't help. <laughs> he's, I like, just... it wouldn't? So, he's so innocent. He's so I just, I think there were so many. I loved that. Tessa did that. Like, I loved how it's such a short story, right? So there's an opportunity to miss a lot of those things that really make a character personable and, like, uh, memorable. Mm -hmm. And I felt like she was able to, both in the dialogue and in the, you know, descriptions, really have these key nuances. nuances. Yeah, that made I, me really I thought part them. of what helped was that she didn't get overly descriptive with their surroundings. Yes. It was Which, all action-based. It was all action-based. It was all character, dialogue, mm-hmm. thoughts. Yep. Like, and like, frankly, like, you know, she gave the general brief of what the bra was and you're like, okay, I can see it. Like, I don't need to know it has lime green stools and they shine in the glimmer of the, no. I don't give a fuck. Like, whose ass is in the chair? Who's fucking who? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, this is a story where I didn't need, like, I don't need the Lord of the Rings where we're like spending 15 chapters describing or one tree or, yeah, or Outlander <laughs> or something like that. I wanted a summer quickie and I got it. Yes. Um, You guys, if you hear any pops or booms. Uh, it's not our audio. It is fireworks. I live in a neighborhood where, even though it's two weeks from Fourth of July, uh, people have been setting off a shit ton of what I would describe as three illegal fireworks for the last three weeks. Yeah, an aggressive. I mean, we always have a fair amount, but it has gotten pop. Yeah, we were gonna in. record last night, and there were so many. Not only was my dog terrified, but. We just were like, we can't even record because yeah. they're so loud. It started early. Like, the sun doesn't even go down till 9. And these people were setting off fireworks. At 1030 at, in the morning. Yeah. Well, 1030 in the morning. But, like, when we finished dinner at 6, I was like, well, we're not going to record in tonight because it was just so <laughs> there loud. There so many. We could not do it. Okay. So, that's a side note. Um, yeah. I So, basically what happens is Marcus is, like, I don't want to live if I can have Jamie. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to do this. Like, I've ruined his life, and I hurt him so badly, and I'm so depressed and sad about it. And his brother comes and, like, tries to cajole him and literally walks into the bar waving a little white flag from a napkin and is like, look, I know I can't force you to, like, reconsider dating Jamie, ra- dating Marcus, but his store is about to open, and he's hiding under his bed, and I don't know how to open it, and I don't want him to lose this dream because of me. So... Jamie, because he loves Marcus, is like, okay, fine, I'll help, but I'm not going to see him. So he helps set everything up, gets all of the orders in, you know, all of the food orders in, 
And Joey snaps a picture of him at the thing and Marcus sees it. And that's what Anne was describing where he's like, Jamie's there and like drags himself out, eats some cereal, takes a shower and runs over there. But before he goes, and this is what I liked, this is like what really sealed this as a five-star read. Spoiler, I love this book um, for me, is that he goes to his dad first, tells his dad, dad, I'm gay. I'm in love with this man named Jamie. I'm not sure he'll ever have me back because I fucked it all up, but I wanted you to know that this is who I am. And the dad goes and you, and he, his dad's like, you know, real blue collar, sort of salt of the earth is how he's described. Yeah, they're sanitation workers. And his dad goes and gets him his grandfather's ring and gives it to him to give to Jamie. And I think that that is, like, there are so many horrible stories of LGBTQ people being kicked out of their homes by their families when they come out to them. Mm -hmm. But I also think that there are a lot of people who don't tell their families for decades. um, And when their families find out are like, okay, that's okay, mm-hmm. and still love them. And yeah. so I, I hope that as, you know, we move forward in the world and, frankly, a lot of those real bigoted people die, um, new generations who get to grow up watching loving LGBTQ relationships on TV and in mm-hmm. movies and in books and re- recognize that and, – and also their parents grow up seeing, you know, Queer Eye. We've yeah. been watching a lot of Queer Eye this week. Queer Eye on TV and realizing, like, hey – these are just regular people who happen to like the same sex. I think as those things happen, I hope that more people are yeah. not scared to tell their parents. Because I would be mortified if my kids were scared to tell me that they yeah. were gay. I would feel... Like I'd failed as a parent. I would, yeah, I feel like I failed to to make them feel like I love them no matter what. Yeah. Unless they kill someone, in which case they're on their fucking own. I'm not bringing them care packages in prison. <laughs> yes, you are. I, I would not bring up a care package. If Maybe she not a care. murdered somebody, Maybe, well, she's fucking silence of the lambsing people. Well, that's totally Hell different. No, that bitch is cut off. Maybe. People are like, do you have a child? And I'd be like, bitch on death row. <laughs> oh, well, that's see, totally different. I'm going to see her. So yeah, I I agree. I think that, and you know, here's I I think there there are stories where you hear somebody. Um, I I don't even mean in real life, but I mean in romance or in whatever that. They, they no longer talk to their family because of the reaction or they don't get that or they, you know. And I liked that because of the type of read this was, because it was just supposed to be a beachy summer read. Mm-hmm. I liked that they had it be simple. Yeah. And I know that that, you know, there's, there's a time and a place for complexity and there's a time and a place for that to be part of the drama of the story. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad that I'm really glad it wasn't because if it was I if totally both agree. the dad and the brother had like knee jerk bad reactions. Oh, yeah. First of all, it would have slowed down the ending. And the ending was that he goes to the juice store and he proposes right then and tells him in front of everyone that he loves him and he's sorry mm-hmm. and that it'll never happen again. And that if he would just take him back and like, mm-hmm. and of so course good. Jamie says yes and, and then they're in love and they get married. Um, and they get married in the next book. They get married in the next book. Not in this book. It's wonderful. Uh, you know what's funny though? Speaking of like not talking to your family anymore. Um, in the first book, Rory is dating olive mm-hmm. and olive is quite young um yep she's 18 and he's 24 18 years old yeah and she her family is a youtube family so they've been like filming her her whole life and then as she like aged out of like the cuteness um they basically like cut her out of the videos and then she moved on her own to long beach to like have her own apartment go to school like study and like and I I think it's interesting because speaking of like families cutting each other off, her family really has kind of cut her off. And Rory's like, it's okay. Like we're your family now. Mm -hmm. And like, I I think it's interesting that 
her character would traditionally be the one whose family like comes back and accepts her and all this other stuff. And I thought it was an interesting, like now that you just said that, it just popped into my mind that it was a little bit against the grain of Mm -hmm. what was like standard. Mm -hmm. You guys, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back. We're going to hit you some ratings. Hello, best friends. Thank you for being loyal listeners of Romance at a Glance. We're so happy to have you. If you'd like to support us further, head over to Patreon where you can become one of our patrons. We've got a lot of great perks, such as merch and a super secret discussion group where Bridget and I talk to you directly about all things romance and all things nasty. So come on over. And now, back to our show. So, Anne, what score would you give our hero Marcus? I think Marcus started out like a three, four for me, but ended okay. like a five. Okay. Um, and I, okay. For many reasons. One, I love the fact that he's scared of ghosts, which just cracks me up. <laughs> I love that you like took that to heart so much that I like totally missed that fact. Or like I didn't I didn't attribute any I just weight. loved it. I just kind of like thought it was hilarious. It was yeah. such a like a personable moment for me. Um and looking up things like Dick Cages and like his like mm-hmm. just dealing with that. Mm-hmm. Um I thought that um I like I like how they describe him physically getting taller or smaller based on how Jamie views him. Mm-hmm. I just that's such a truism in mm-hmm. many ways when a man really yeah really when he's like you missed me and he's like puffs up and yes. he's like and Jamie's like do not smile and he's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 um and I totally I just I just thought he was yeah he was super huckable. So um, where did you end? You said you started at three, four, ended at five. So where I is think, he at? I think he's a solid four plus five. I don't know. You have to choose a number. We only do whole numbers. We don't fuck around with half numbers. Four. Okay. I love it. I love four. the confidence of your answer. Um, And I to- I said that he was a McDreamy who likes a lot of steam. Ooh. I like that. I like that. Um, I gave him a five. I love this book so much, you guys. This is my favorite <laughs> book of season three by far. Um, and you guys know I love Pink Slip too. And I like this book, start to finish, humongous smile on my face. Like no plot holes, no problems, no, no parts where I was like, oh, if only this one thing hadn't happened. Like I love the chemistry. I love the dirty talk. I love the sex scenes. I love the feelsy scenes. I love that the feelsy scenes were in the sex scenes. Like, you guys, this book was my goddamn jam. Uh, Tessa Bailey emailed me back uh, like two days ago and was like, oh, I'd love to be on the podcast and get interviewed. And I was like, oh my God, she's going to have this. And of course, we like don't have time in our current slate of interviews. And so we have to hold her for like the fall, but expect an interview from her. Expect me to gush. Expect me to read all the other books she's ever written before the interview because I'm a crazy person. Five stars all around uh, for Marcus. How about for Jamie? What did you think? Um, I where, what did I what did I do for Jamie? Where did I write this? So I <laughs> I, I gave Jamie uh, a four as well, and the I again I just like I just like him. I, I don't know. I don't even know what would make a five. Like I haven't rated enough. I feel like I'm starting at fours because I haven't rated enough of these, but I like want to leave <laughs> she's room a huge for smile someone. On her face and she read this book all in one night and loved it so much. And then I'm she's a hard also grader, already, guys. already I'm read a hard grader. Already read the first one and is halfway through I'm the third one. I'm a hard grader. So, um, so 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 so. Oh, so I yeah, I love that they like. 
he was edgy, like his, the way he spoke was um, intelligent without being. Um, Condescending or something. Yeah. And arrogant, mm-hmm. um, which I think often happens in these books. Someone who's super smart mm-hmm. just comes off like a jackass and you're just yeah. like, dude. At one we- point he's like, please don't feed into my pretentious views <laughs> about this. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> He's like, you're the smartest person I know. And he's like, please don't flatter me. Yeah. <laughs> don't stroke my ego. And the best friend, like the mom, the best friend's mom, like mm-hmm. asks him like whether or not his job is challenging him. And he was like, yeah, it's fine. And she goes, and the best friend goes, now what's the real Jamie answer? And he goes, yeah, not much tra- yeah. challenges me. Yeah. So no, I just like to, I, I, I just, uh, yeah. And so I said that he was um, an undercover McSteamy Ooh. buttoned up but freaky in the sheets. Ooh, lady in the street. Yeah. In the sheets. Um, I gave Jamie five stars because I love him. Because you love the book. I love five stars all around. Um, One of my favorite things about this, which has been a problem in other books that we have read this season and in general, is I don't like when the characters aren't pulling for their own romance. Like, Mm. I don't like when in their mind they're like, too much like, oh, but they're not good enough for me. Or, oh, I don't want to be with them. This or, is oh, my what? problem so far I, with the next book. Yes, it is. It is a more of a problem with Andrew. Um, whereas in this book, like both of them have reasons to stay apart. Mm-hmm. But always they're like, but I want to be with them. Yeah. I like them. Yeah. I like being around them. They yeah. make me happy. They make me like Yeah, horny. they're searching for like, ways to be together versus to stay apart. Yeah, like Jamie like quickly is like, you know what? realizes he's in love with them and is like, I'll be your secret boyfriend while you figure this out and come Mm -hmm. out. Like, I really like that because Mm -hmm. I can't believe in, like, devote myself to your love story if you're not in it with me. And I thought she did a wonderful job of, like, them having reservations and protecting their heart at times. Mm -hmm. Well, Marcus never protected his heart, but Jamie protecting his heart at times. Um, But also Jamie always, even when he's protecting his heart, he's like, okay, but I'll be your friend and I'll help you. Like, I'll still, I'll still come with you to the yeah. lease. I'll still do, like, I'll still be with you because mm-hmm. I want to be with you. Um, and that, I was like, five stars all around. I love that. I said that they are McSteamy, McDreamy, and McAdorbs. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so I, the scene where he comes back from, like, the 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 teacher's meeting mm-hmm. and he's running late. He's got pack stickers. And he's got pack stickers. Um, uh, but when he's running late and Marcus says, I wasn't sure, or... They're like, I wasn't sure you were going to come back. Mm -hmm. And he said, no, I just needed, because he wasn't answering his phone. And he said, I just needed some time away to remember why I'm doing this. And Marcus was like, well, did you figure it out? And he's like. Yeah, that's why I'm here. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. why I'm here. And and I felt that was so, so, like my problem with some of the younger romances, Mm -hmm. you know, college age-ish, young adult. New adult. Yeah, new adult, is that. They're so freaking immature mm. that they're stupid. Like, this would have been cause for them not to talk for four months. Sure. Versus, this is a very grown-up response. Yeah. He he had a work thing. He, he had a like, work let thing. let me turn my phone off during my work thing. Let me turn it off. Let me contemplate. Let me think some stuff through. Mm-hmm. Let me realize that I, I went into this knowingly. Mm-hmm. I cannot, therefore, be mad right. at what has— It's been a week. Like, I can't yes. expect you to come out in one week. Yes. And— and and I love you, and that is right. the big – and that's like – he actually says that. And, uh, like, I had multiple reasons to come back, but I love you, and that is the biggest reason of all. Yeah. And I feel like so many people nowadays, uh, they just forget that. Yeah. You know? 
So I, I, I did think really love that. I I always think of Wedding Crashers when he's like, there must have been good times at the beginning, the wedding. <laughs> you guys must have loved each other at one time. Yeah. I always think that. I always um, – it's a tough thing. It's a tough yeah. thing. I think you constantly um, – and they do this. Like you constantly have to like choose the other person all yes. the time. You just have to be like actively – because I think I said this in one of the episodes this season. Forgive me, dear listeners. I can't remember. But like – the beginning of COVID, I don't know about you guys, but that shit was hard on this relationship. By that, I mean me and my husband, not me and Shani, because it was hard because we were apart. That was sad. Um, but it was hard because, like, we've never been around each other this much where we're always in each other's space. And neither one of us can escape to, like, go hang out with friends or go to work or, like, we – and we can't go do any of the things that we did as a couple to, to like, connect. Like, go to the movies, go to dinner – go like we just go to chipotle like we can't go anywhere like especially for the first month um and it took a while to like get back into our like rhythm and to like confront each other on some feelings that we were feeling and some assumptions we were assuming and like figure out like okay well i need you to do these things to make me feel this way and like Mm -hmm. he's like okay i need you to do these things to make me feel this way and i think like it's hard. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's like not comfortable conversations, but it always ends in a better place. So yeah. I was very happy with this book. I was super happy with this book. Did you, what did you think? Classy to nasty. I didn't really explain that, but you listen to the podcast. So you I, know what it I, is. I, sh- sh- it's <laughs> totally leaning towards kinky. I mean, it has role playing. It has some dominance play. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, so much good anticipation. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Uh, dirty talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and and but it's and it's also sweet, super sweet and romantic. It really shows you how like you don't have to you be can, one thing. You don't you have to be one thing. Things. You can yeah. And they and it's and they totally do it together, right? Yeah. Like there's a uh, there's a very much like I'm picking up what you're putting down. You're mm-hmm. picking up what I'm putting down. We're like wh- you know. We, oh, you want to do that? Oh, okay, oh, okay. okay. Ooh, Let's try okay. that. Let's see how mm-hmm. that works. And like because there's so much concentrated on the other person feeling great that they yeah, both can't even when help to feel great. Jamie's going to be the top. Marcus is like, well, like, what should I be doing? And Jamie's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I know that you don't like to do this and you're just doing it because I asked. So like, what should I be doing to make it good for you? And Jamie's yeah. like, no, this is, I think that was a quote you said yeah. earlier. It's like, this is us. Everything that we're doing together is going to be what we should yeah, be doing. Exactly. Um, which I thought is nice. Yeah. Um, I loved how much eye contact they had. A lot of eye contact. So much eye contact. It was so good. Um, so that's what I thought. What about you? Uh, same. I thought it was vanilla, but primal. They got after it. They had a little bit of a kinky dom-sub situation going on during some of their sexual encounters. Um, I loved, yeah, loved it. Yeah, I think it ran the the gamut from, like, vanilla to kinky. It didn't go into, like, BDSM or anything, but it definitely definitely had some, like, super steamy, like. Yeah, yeah. it was steamy. It was was the five-star steams. It was a lot of steams. A lot of fire. It was awesome. Um, Did you have any favorite lines of the book we didn't talk about yet? Uh. So, well, I had, so, um, one where Marcus is talking, it's not a, it's an in your headline. Mm -hmm. So one where Marcus is, um, it's early, early in the relationship. I can't even remember if it's before he's like fully declared himself gay, but he says, Jamie was uncomplicated and wonderful and a little bruised up over the past, but that mostly made Marcus want to hug him like all the time. I just thought that was super cute. 
Um, like Marcus all the time is like, but I just want to take care of you. I just want to protect you. I yeah. just want to walk you home. I just want to make sure you got home. Yeah. I just like, I don't want you to go places without me going there with you to make sure everything's okay. Yeah. I'm going to be the bouncer at this part to make sure no one even looks at you the wrong way. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm going to sit next to you in the lifeguard chair to make sure nobody fucks with you. <laughs> like, I love it. Yeah. 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 What about you? I already said all of mine during this podcast. I had, you guys, I had to whittle it down. I had I, about I, 25. I just kept cutting and pasting. I did too. Tessamele, you wrecked the shit out of the lines of this book. You guys know that I can never pick one. I always have to go for two to four. And in this book, I easily could have well, had that. Why do you think 15. I kept quoting different things throughout this whole I know. Thing? That's why I did too. I was like casually like, this is not a favorite line, but I'm just going to quote you this whole line. <laughs> it's okay. They didn't notice. Let me tell you about my favorite review. It's okay. from, okay, I might butcher this, but I think it's Aisling Zena. Oh, I almost chose that one. That was a good review. I copied it, and then I chose a different one. Oh, nice. Uh, five stars. She said, someone give this woman an award. Heck, all the awards. Best chemistry. Best tension buildup. Definitely best sex. And dirty talk scenes. And best three-dimensional characters. She goes on to say quite a bit more if you want to head to Goodreads. It's like seven a link paragraphs our, long. <laughs> yeah, it's really long. There's a link on our website if you want to check out the rest. But um, that's how I felt. I was like, this this book hit all the spots for me. I do want to say, so as you guys know, we've been working really hard on featuring a variety of different books, different authors, indie authors, published uh, traditional publishing authors, authors of color, uh, characters of color, uh, different pairings of characters. And I'm so happy of the three that we picked this one because I have gone on to read the other two and this is by far the, the strongest story. Um, and this is the first male-male story that we've done on the podcast so far. Um, although it's such we have a, a good male. If you've never scheduled. read a male-male romance. This is the best. This is. Please start. So, I mean, this, their relationship is so everything you want in a relationship. And everything you if, want in a romance. Yes. Like this is. So when we started on Summer Quickies, Anne, I have to say that like a lot of the books, and if you guys have been listening, you know, a lot of the books, like we were, I felt like we were sold a false bill of goods. Mm. I felt like there were a bunch of books where we thought they were going to be more romantic and they turned out to be more sort of women's fiction-y. Uh, there were a couple books that we just, in general, everyone was like, five star, five star, five star. And we read it and we were like, what is going on? What were you reading? By the we way, reviewers, please do a better job being discerning. Yeah, we need help. You, three help. stars should be, this is pretty good. Four stars book. is like, I, I like really this. like this. And five stars is like, there are very few books better than this. I will ride or die for this book. Yes. So please stop giving five stars to everything that sucks. Yeah. If you're like, this book had a lot of problems, five stars. That, that is, doesn't make that sense. That is not helpful. Okay. Anyways. I always feel that way because I, I read a lot of books. And so every time a book comes out on Kindle, I'm like, ooh. And I was like, ooh, it's already four and a half stars. It just came out. And I'm like, no offense, you people, but I'm reading your reviews. And these are not four and a half, five I'm star helpful. reviews. That's why, honestly, and that's why we try. We got called Savage. Did I tell you that? Yes. Oh, my God. I love so it. Excited. Um, but also, like, that's why we try to be so honest because we, we are meeting I mean, via the internet, a lot of these authors, and we're going to continue to and go to the conventions once mm -hmm. they start back up and do all these things. And I'm sure there's going to be some time where we meet someone who we like savage their book, but it doesn't do listeners, dear listeners, it doesn't do you a service if I'm telling you, oh, this book is five stars. You go out and buy it on my recommendation. And then you're like, it was awful. This lady, she sucks. And I'm never going to listen to her again and not trust her opinion. Like, we want you guys to know. These, you know, books 
Some, and honestly, some, it probably helps the authors get better. That's the other thing. And we were like, we had a really hard time. And because editors, stop letting some shitty ass books go out. I Sorry. honestly, in traditional publishing, like <sighs> it feels like I know when we're reading them up as glaring, fast as you can put them out. But <laughs> no, but like when there's glaring errors and it's a traditional I publishing book, it. I'm like, I know more than one person read it. If yes. it's an indie author. I accept a little bit more because I know that they're on tighter timelines and they have less money to pay people. Although, so they might only have an editor look at it and a couple of readers and they might not have time to do like the, the yeah. you know what I mean? So like totally. I can forgive, not like spelling errors, but like I can forgive a few things where I'm like, that scene felt a little off or like, oh, I wish it went to a different conclusion. Mm-hmm. I can forgive that. But if you're a traditional publishing book yes. and you have a variety of like timeline errors or just like major plot problems yeah. or character problems, I'm like, fix it. You had a bunch of people look at this book who yes. it's their profession and it feels like it should be better. Yes. But. And mostly just because this, you know, we love romance. We love romance. Um, and and people, some often, there's a, you know, romance is a joke thing. Mm-hmm. And you are making romance a joke if you don't take care of your books and your authors and your mm-hmm. stories. And so take care of them because we love it. So treat mm-hmm. it with the same respect, you know, that we that treat it. And we give you money to <laughs> yes, buy it. Yes, we do. <laughs> so anyway, that's my little, like... Soapbox. Oh, my God, you guys. And in a soapbox. You know, I'm always doing soapboxes on here. How fun. (laughs) We're not sisters at all. We are sisters. Okay. Uh, My review? Oh, sure, yeah. I forgot you didn't do yours yet. Go for it. Because I talk (laughs) a lot. We're also not related in that respect. (laughs) Um, Okay. So I almost went with the same one that Bridget did. That That was the first one that I chose. But then I decided to go with one that was much smaller. She's a little overly effusive. But kind of also how I felt. So this is Tracy C. And she rated it as five stars. One million stars! (laughs) Tessa Bailey is a favorite of mine, but she blew it out of the water with her second MM, male on male. Marcus and Jamie were everything. Marcus was freaking adorable in his confusion. Jamie just about broke my heart because he was so conflicted. The aching and yearning they have for each other is front and center in the story. There's so much heart and humor and feeling in this book. The characters practically leap off the page. And FYI, Tessa Bailey can write a sex scene like no other. I had heat stroke after reading this book. Oh, she got heat stroke into her review. Props to you, girl. I know. For you. <laughs> no, I, I just, I felt like, uh, I felt like that review hit the spark, especially, yeah, it was very much how I felt after reading you this guys, book. I feel like Anne's giving this four stars, but she really feels like it's five stars, <laughs> and she's trying to, like, be cool and give it, like, a lower rating. Because, like, right now, she hasn't stopped smiling in about an I hour know. and a half. And every I time we're about to, ta- just every time we're about to, to talk about everybody. this book outside, she's like, I just... She's like, I know, because Bridget keeps going, we can't talk. And I'm like, but... <sighs> Like, Welcome to me and Shawnee's friendship when we have it. We don't have time to record. And she's like, I already finished the book. And I'm like, don't you talk to me. Or I'll be like, Shawnee, <laughs> What'd you I think just want to tell you. This is what I tell Shawnee all the time. I just want to tell you that I want to talk to you about the book. <laughs> I know we can't say anything else, but it at least relieves a little pressure. Like, I yeah. just want you to know. We did I good, want, Bridget. Both of us had finished this good. a couple days ago. Yes. And the fact that we are living together currently and we have, have not. Out. We had to wait We're doing out. pretty good. We did great. I... Gave this book. I mean, you guys, if I have to say five stars one more time, I will. Five stars. Yeah. I 100% think you should buy it immediately. Especially if you go to our since, website yeah. and hit me with the download. So I originally had put the link on there for the paperback, assuming like normal that it would also link you to the ebook and whatever else. Um, but she let me know that it's a different link 
If you want the ebook, you have to buy it in the trilogy. It's $2.99. Treat yourself. Immediately go and buy this. Yes. Read all three. Enjoy yourself. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. know what else to say. Yeah. Also, you could buy the paperback because yeah. this book is great and I yeah. will 100% read it again. For sure. Anytime I need a little quickie and a yeah. one shot in my life. Go to chapter seven. Yes. Hitting it. And just in general, if I need <laughs> to smile, way, like every summer. If I, yeah, right? <laughs> Starts on chapter seven. Yes. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna recommend it. I'm assuming you're gonna recommend it too. Oh, for sure. How many stars would you give it, Anne? Oh, man, <laughs> she wants to like give it four and a half because she really doesn't do. want to do a five star read on our first one. <laughs> I do. Well, also because I feel yeah. Okay, it would be nine stars if this is out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> That's a four and a half, you idiot. <laughs> That's like, I why I said it. Math. That's why I said it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then it's not a then it's not a half number. I'm just so changing silly. the scale. Just man up and um, review it. Man. No, you're right. I think this is a stretch for a five, but a solid four. Okay, I accept that. I love yeah. it. You don't have to rate it a five. You can rate it. A four. Yeah. She this really is like it. this is like as 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 the top of the four. If we allowed half stars, Anne would give it four and a half. Yeah, we don't. For sure. And you know, four and a half, like. You round up. So, like, five stars. That's what Shani does. If she says it's a half star, she always rounds up. Oh, does she? She does. I mean, if, Shani, if, if, in, her taking, mind, if in her I'm mind. I'm taking your place today. Yeah. So, it's a five star review then. Oh. Because I was. Taking your place, Shani. Ta- I mean. Them's fighting words. Shani, I love listening to you talk. Isn't it so soothing? It's so soothing. So soothing. But also, like, fun and welcoming and mm-hmm. just, I just, I, I thoroughly, you guys, I, the very first time Bridget told me she was doing this, I thought it was a great idea. But then her first episode, I was like, oh my God, it's like us sitting in a car or around our kitchen table, just like talking. You don't understand. All, like all of my girlfriends, especially from high school, loved romance novels. So Bridget grew up with all of us sharing our romance novels with each other. And because this was like way before Kindle. Yes. (laughs) Because we old. So not that old, but old. Old enough Ish. to be before Kindle. Old enough to be before Kindle yeah. and cell phones. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But, um, but yeah, we used to just, like, gush and talk about these all the time. I mean, Bridget and I had many a road trip literally reading out loud romance novels to each uh-huh. other, which is I actually hilarious. just talked about that on the interview with Did Molly Dub. I was like, yeah, me and my sister just used to drive from Chicago to Rhode Island, and I would just read 17 hours in a row because Anne couldn't read in the car. I was like, so I have no problem reading sex scenes out loud. I was like, I don't care. Since Bridget was like 15. Yeah. I corrupted her early. It was delightful. Yeah. My first, that's not true. I, when I studied abroad in Germany, um, I went to the local library and found the romance section in German. Oh. And I, to this day, there's a German book there that I cannot remember the name, like the title of it, but it had the best like roadside sex scene. It's like they're driving in their car. It was probably on a ranch or something like that. And she makes him. You do like those ranchers. I do like the ranchers. (laughs) Um, When Anne was leaving Chicago and moved out west, she moved to Colorado. And, but she lives like in Denver. And I was like, I really feel like you should have moved to Montana. Like, I really feel like that's where your soulmate's just ranching his little ass off, just riding a goddamn horse around in his cowboy hat and his boots, just waiting to fuck you into oblivion before you cook a nice dinner together. I know. I know. And then she's like, I'm going to move to Denver. And I was like, well, maybe, it's, maybe you know, there's ranch boys there. I did the very first time 
in Denver about a, three weeks, four weeks after I moved there. I went camping with some new friends. And where we were going camping, we had to drive over this pass that opens up from the Rockies into this beautiful, lush, green ranch land. And it was the perfect time for it for spring. Everything tends to get a little brown towards like the end of summer. But it was, I literally, it was like the sun was like getting ready to set. Mm -hmm. Like I literally was like, guys, don't let me out of the car. (laughs) I will will wander to the next ranch and I will just find out who's single around here. I'll be like, I'll stay with you forever. There is a... A, a sexy rancher just waiting for a woman who wants to have it's his too, babies. Too bad. Every time I look on that, that is what farmers are us. Me. They don't look like that. <laughs> we just watched that Queer Eye episode, and that, that farmer was, he was so adorable. adorable. Did you guys watch that episode with the little redhead farmer with the beard? Oh my god! The red was like, ranch barn. I think it was like red barn season ranch. three. I want to say season three, season four. One of the one season four. Somewhere red, in there. red barn ranch. You guys, he's so cute, and his oh little gosh. cheeks. Oh my god, I wanted to pinch him. Okay, um, here are some other things that we're going to tell you uh, because we did already read books one. So book one is a little bit more like love at first sight mm-hmm. Yep, as the trope and kind of like the bad boy and the good girl and like there's a bunch of stuff in there. Um, book three is definitely best friends to lovers. Mm-hmm. And I think book three has, a, has quite a bit of angst yes. around – like being good enough for the other person. Um, and also like, hey, we're best friends, but we don't communicate about real things. Yeah, like he's hiding him. himself from her mm-hmm. for sure. But they're still super fun reads. I mean, those I would give uh, fours, not fives. Threes? I would probably give the first book a three. It was not. I, I, you know, I could have been coming off the glow of the second book. Yeah. I would have given the first if book I read a three it first, and probably I might give it a three. so far, I feel like the, se- the third book is going to be a four. I feel like it. But so far, it's not because I'm not far enough along in the third book. Gotcha. And right now, I still do not like Andrew. Gotcha. Uh, well, anyways. But I love Jaya. Gia. Gia. I think it's Jaya. Gia. Gia. What? I, I like Gia. Anyways, it's. It's just a delight. You guys, this is a goddamn delight. This is Read what Beach we wanted Kingdom. Read all summer three. quickies to oh, be. We wanted it to be summer. Send us quickies, more recommendations like hotness. this. Yes. We want more recommendations. You can follow us on Instagram at Romance at a Glance and let us know what you thought. Um, Tessa Bailey, if you're out there, we love you. Excited to interview with you in the fall. Um, next week. My sweet Johnny will be back for the season finale of season three, summer. Season finale, woo woo! And this is the penultimate episode. It's been a real fun. uh, It's been a real fun time, even with the books. Even with the books we didn't like, it's been a real fun time. (laughs) Um, And don't forget that uh, Shawnee's historicals are coming up in the late summer and early fall. And when I say that Shawnee, our usual cool, calm, collected, hilarious. Uh, savant of a human being was outrageously giggly and excited when she was like, oh, oh my God, Amanda Quick. Oh, oh my God, the Bridgertons. Oh, oh my God. Like, <laughs> did she, she turn into like a Southern belle because of her historical? So, no, she turns into like a giddy child. She's like, <laughs> oh my God, oh my God. Like, she was so excited. Um, you guys are going to be so excited. She's going to pick you all the very best historicals. And we're going to have some fun uh, crossover episodes and do some cool stuff in, in season four. So, Thank you so much for being here, Anne, and for being our 
a fill-in co-host. Anytime. Yes. Maybe Anytime. we'll have to do another one. It's a delight. Maybe like season five, we'll, we'll yeah. bust back into it. Yeah. You know that I love the randos. Season five, we're going to do a rancher one. Maybe I that's know. the one. Maybe we'll do one well, where you talk to Aunt Shani. I mean, we can also do a music one. I sent you some recommendations for some really hot well, like musician ones. I can. Oh, yeah. I well, sent we're going to have. So I, season guys, five I, is the mashup. I read all of the romance. <laughs> I, I tend to only stick in one genre. I two read, genres. I read paranormals. I read like teen fiction. I read like I love young adult. Yeah, I do. I don't like new adult. Now I, I like you know I gotta adult, start sticking away from dystopian. The new adult. Yes, young adult. Yeah. And then I like skipping over the angsty college years. Yeah, and I like going straight into like twenty five plus. Yeah. Yeah, I read it all. But so I'm just saying, any pretty much any time that you need a co-host, yeah, I will be there for you, Bridget. I mean, season five, we're gonna be, you know, we got our mashup, holiday mashup, because we like oh. we're starting right before Halloween, so we're gonna be hitting the paranormals hard. I feel then we're like going we need a special episode. So we're gonna have a few of our veteran. Oh, I books. do love. I that do love those swinging know, into Thanksgiving with our down home country boys. Military suspense, man. and then we're gonna finish it off with some Christmas romance. Hey, so I love it. I do think that you might want to do like some teasers where you pair Christmas books with Christmas movies, just because, guys. Come on, Hallmark. Although, as Bridget said, are there gonna be Hallmark movies this year because of COVID? Can like anybody film them? Are they just gonna be literally two people in a house because <laughs> <laughs> because they can't because <laughs> they can't wear masks because they can't actually have extras i don't know to be seen yeah for those of you who aren't aware of the production schedule of things uh typically christmas movies film in the spring and summer and then they get edited in the fall and then they release between thanksgiving and obviously christmas or uh, not thanksgiving between well now they release so early like i would say no all of november and all of december there are christmas movies uh, but if we don't get back into production soon here, although I just heard from a friend, they might start up productions again. I don't know how they're going to do it, but they're thinking about it. So there's a lot of Christmas Everyone's going to be inside of a bubble. It's impossible. <laughs> I honestly, I've worked on sets, you guys, and I've worked on sets with four people and I've worked on sets with hundreds of people. And it is, I cannot imagine a world in which the whole crew could remain, certainly not socially distanced. And I mean, everyone could wear their mask except for the actors, I guess. And but like they could I mean, quarantine think about how close, for they could quarantine think about for how two close weeks together. A makeup artist has to get to an actor, mm-hmm. or a costume designer, mm-hmm. or obviously yeah. the other actors if they're yeah. making out or fighting, or like two people are lifting a heavy object together and they have to carry it. Like <laughs> I just don't understand how it's going to work. But I I am hoping that there will be. Um, Christmas movies, and if there's not, there will be Christmas books. Yeah, and everyone will just have to read more Christmas books yeah, totally. and listen to this podcast. So obviously, share it with your friends. Tell them about this podcast because <laughs> pretty soon we might be your only form of entertainment. <laughs> That's new. That's new. Yeah, you can always watch reruns. You can always watch reruns. Um, okay. Do you well, remember Bridget. the tagline? I do. Oh, she's got to Should I start it or she? However you want to do it, it's your it's your episode. Okay, well then, until dear listeners, may your books be your lover and your hand your best friend. Yowza! Thanks for hanging in with us, romance readers. Head over to Instagram to continue chatting with us. We're super friendly. We want to cackle with you. We want to know what your favorite sex scene was, and we need more book recommendations. 
you want to read along with us, go to our website, romanceataglance.com, to see what we're reading next. And we'll see you next podcast.